are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 17. Welcome to Yoga Boss, the only podcast for ambitious yoga teachers who know the real value of yoga, where life coach and yoga teacher Jackie Skinner teaches you how to rewire your brain to confidently leap from employee to yoga entrepreneur. Are you ready to build the business of your dreams? Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? I hope you're doing well. I am incredibly excited. Next Monday, so if you're listening to this on Friday when it comes out, the following Monday, so after this weekend, May 25th, I am hosting a free live five-day training, how to make money as a yoga teacher and build your business from scratch. I'm really excited about this training being live because it gives a lot of interaction with me and my students and I can really work specifically on each individual thing they're having trouble with in their business. So I'm kind of pulling back the curtain and I'm going into what I teach all of my clients the business foundation formula. I'm teaching the marketing formula. I'm teaching how to sell more in depth than we're going to cover here on the podcast today and how to think like a CEO, an entrepreneur, what I call a yoga boss, not a yoga teacher. So if you are interested in this training, it's going to be done on Facebook, totally live. And you can join the Yoga Boss Facebook group. If you head over to my Instagram, JackieG.Skinner, the link is in my bio there and you can join the Facebook group and we'll start on Monday. If you're listening to this after Monday and it's still happening, obviously join us. It's never too late. We want you there. I'm really, really excited. What I know to be possible is that you absolutely 100% can build a business from the ground up in less than six months. So it could be six months from now that you leave your corporate job. That's a possibility. And when you're there in that possibility and you start to take action, like, oh, so much growth, so much amazing things can happen. And as humans, we're constantly going after that growth. We're constantly wanting to evolve and change and level up. And so why not grow in the exact direction that you want to grow in? Build your business, leave your corporate job, teach yoga, Be amazing for your students. That life is very, very available for you. So join us. Free live five-day training. Make money as a yoga teacher. Building your business from scratch. I can't wait to see you there. It'll be so fun. All right, my friends. Let's get down to business. Enough chit-chat, yeah? (laughs) So today we are talking about sales. And selling 101, how to sell. The first thing that we have to speak to before we dive into how to sell is why selling is so hard for most of us. And this is something that I had to overcome myself and I helped my clients overcome. And when I ran studios, I helped all the teachers of the studio overcome. It's something that we subconsciously start to have these kind of beliefs and ideas that hold us back from selling yoga in a really powerful way. Now, if you're one of those people who like hears the word sales and wants to turn this off, just wait a second. I'm going to blow your mind. And if you're one of those people who's like, I already know how to do sales, Jackie. You can't teach me anything new. Just wait a second. 
Because I'm very positive that there's no one else teaching sales the way that I do. The first thing we want to pull back is typically when we go into a sales conversation, the reason it doesn't work, we don't enjoy it, is because we have conflated our own self-worth with the financial economic worth of our product, of what we're offering. And this is really, really common And I want to say, especially for women, now I know men have their own thing, but as women, we grow up in this society and we learn, even subconsciously, if it's not said just directly to you, that your self-worth, the way that you can validate yourself is by what other people think of you. Your self-worth is determined by the opinions of other people. Now, if you head into a sales conversation with this kind of idea, you'll start to try and sell your product as a way to look for validation of if you're worthy or not. If you're worthy of having a business, if you're worthy of making money, if you're worthy of being alive. And so while you're trying to explain your worth to someone else, it gets really muddled and really confused and it doesn't ever go well. The problem with this is every single client that I've ever coached, and I looked up how many clients I've coached, and it's over a thousand people, have some sort of innate belief or a thought that they are not enough. And if it's not, I'm not enough, it's I'm too much. It's the different side of the same coin. I'm not enough or I'm too much. Essentially, like, something is wrong with me. There's something wrong with me inherently and I need to go out and fix this. And this is honestly like when I first came to yoga, I learned this idea of like, whoa, I am thinking I'm not enough. Like that is showing up in my life. I need to fix that. I need to change that. But thinking that you're not enough or thinking that something's wrong with you is literally part of the human condition. You are given a beautiful body, two legs, if you're lucky, two arms, you write this beautiful vessel to move through this life with, and you're given this thought, I'm not enough. The thought itself, the belief itself doesn't have to be fixed or changed. What I want you to know that if it's there, one, you're normal and you're human, and two, we can build a badass business even while you're telling yourself you're not enough. Eventually over time, that thought will start to have less weight and you'll believe it just a little bit less. But we go out into a sales conversation, hoping that someone's going to validate us, looking for the external opinion of others to see how we feel about ourselves and our business, while deep down believing that we're not enough and we're not really worthy. So when you have a sales conversation from this place, it becomes so gross. It's like needy and graspy and, oh my gosh, please prove to me, student, that I'm worth it that I'm worthy of being your teacher, that I'm worthy of having a business. And when you're in that needy, desperate, graspy place, it's a lot harder to sell. That energy naturally repels your people. People pick up on it. Like I'm sure you've been in this situation where the saleswoman at the mall or just a bad sales experience where you're like, no, I was considering buying this, but now my experience with you, I'm a hell no, I'm walking out, I'm leaving. That's coming from wanting to prove yourself and validate yourself and looking for evidence that you are quote unquote enough. So we hope the other person will see us worthy of our price, 
of whatever it is we're offering. We hope that they're going to see us worthy of a business. We hope they're going to see us worthy of being a yoga teacher. And we try and sell our product from that place. This is never going to work. And the reason why and what I believe is your self-worth is already guaranteed. It is already inherent. I want you to think about my dog, Sadie. She's sitting over in the corner right now, listening and sleeping. She's so damn lovable. Oh my gosh, the dog could do no wrong, right? She's cute and she's golden and she has little hair and gets everywhere. She's friendly. Like I love everything about this dog. She does not need to do anything to prove her worth to me. She doesn't need to act a certain way or get the validation from other people. She is so worthy of a wonderful life. She is so worthy of love. She's so worthy of whatever it is she wants to do. I'm like really in love with my dog, if you can't tell. But another way that I've heard coaches talk about this is baby, right? When you have a brand new baby in your arms and you're looking down and that baby hasn't done a damn thing yet. Like they're just brand new breathing and being We all adore babies. We're like gushing over how cute it is and how, oh, it smells so good and how amazing it is. We see the perfection of that human being in our arms. We see their innate worthiness right there. That never leaves you as you grow up and go out into the world. Your self-worth is always 100% guaranteed. It's always 100% there. It's 100% inherent. No matter what you've done in the past or what you want to do in the future, you are worthy of the life that you want to live. Your dreams, your desires, your goals have not been put into your brain on accident. You are worthy of accomplishing everything that you want to go after. Now, how much you're willing to believe that will determine how much fun you have in a sales conversation. When you don't go into a sales conversation looking for validation or someone else to prove your worth, you can actually just go in being a human being, right? Having fun, being a little lighthearted, showing the value of your product, but not needing that person to prove it's going to work or you're going to work. This is where you want to come from when you sell. If you're working on believing that your self-worth is inherent, if this is a brand new idea to you, just play around with it. You are enough. The dog is enough. The baby is enough. You can start to think to yourself, like, I'm willing to believe I'm enough. I'm willing to learn that I'm enough. And just see what happens in your life, that you're doing enough, that you have done enough. See what happens. So what we do want to do in a sales conversation is pull apart our self-worth from the financial economic worth of our product. Two very different things. You are not what you do. Even though you teach yoga and I know your heart and your soul and your passion is in it, you are not the value, the offer that you're putting out into the world. You are valuable inherently and your offer is what you're giving people. Two separate things. So your financial economic value, the worth of what you're offering to people is subjective. It's not like you can turn to the market and today see, okay, this is the exact price that people will pay for yoga everywhere. 
It will never be like that. The financial and economic value and worth of your product is subjective based on how well you can articulate the value of that product to your people. Let me say that again. It is subjective based on how well you can articulate how useful and helpful your product is to your people. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. I have done everything from run studios and open new markets to teaching private classes to teaching group classes. Like I tried it all, y'all. When I went out to sell a membership for a studio, I knew how to explain the value of that membership. It wasn't just that they were going to get yoga, right? They're not just going to get coming to your mat once or twice, three times a week. They're going to get the community. They're going to get the healthy lifestyle. They're going to get a more balanced mind. They are going to get stronger. But there's so much more in that offer. So how well I could articulate that to people directly related to how many sales we had for that studio. We ended up opening that studio with a thousand members before the doors even opened. Like, y'all, that's insane. It was so much fun, but it's because I believed so, so much in the value of what I was offering. And I knew how to explain it in a way that even when people told me, I don't have time for that. I don't know if I can commit to that. I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm a beginner. I was able to show them like, whoa, 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 like, look at this. No, this is how useful and helpful this thing could be. When you give yourself an hour, you have more time for your family. You're more present elsewhere. Like every single thing I knew how to explain it. That offer, what it was like $89 for one month of yoga. In my mind, pretty cheap. Now, when I was selling privates, I taught a collegiate football team for a while. And that offer was very different. In that scenario, I charged $200 for a 30-minute private session for the two different sides of the team, right? The defense and the offense. And I don't know much about football, but it was so fun and I absolutely loved it. But when I was selling this offer, I was explaining the economic value in a totally different way than what I was doing at the studio selling membership. I was explaining how this 30-minute more restorative session would help their athletes have less injury and be more mobile and therefore, you know, be there for the full season and show up on the field again and again. And I also taught them the mental aspect of yoga so they could remain more focused on the field no matter what was happening in the game. Now, if I could clearly explain the value of that offer, more wins, less injury, a more cohesive team, a more focused team, of course, they're willing to pay for it. So the value of yoga is not just this one blanket, this is what people think, it's subjective. And what will determine how well your business does and what you sell is how well you can explain that subjective value to your people. When you go into a sales conversation, your job is to go in completely validated internally. The number one thing you have to do is articulate how useful or helpful your product, the result that you're offering, is to your people. Now, for a lot of people, when they start to invest in yoga or invest in their health in whatever fashion, they haven't done it before. So their thoughts, your potential students' thoughts about how valuable your offer is 
will not at first line up with your thoughts about how valuable your offer is. Your ideas of the value of yoga will not match. So your job in the sales conversation is to guide your potential students' thoughts to see if they are a match, to see if they can match up with your thoughts and the value of what you're offering. And sometimes this will work. And sometimes the person is not your person and won't ever see the value in what you're offering. That's totally okay. Only two things can go wrong in a sales conversation. One, we didn't articulate it well enough. And two, they just weren't your person. Both are solvable. We can find and target your market a little bit more specifically, and we can really practice how to articulate the value of what you're offering. When you're in a sales conversation, it is not your student's job to see the value of what you offer without you saying anything. Oh, man, I have so many clients who, this is so funny, they were like two weeks into the program. It's a six-month program, what I offer. Two weeks in, I have all the notes from every session. I was just looking back. She was like, we were working on her idea that it wasn't working and it's not happening fast enough and it wasn't ever going to work. And a lot of the clients I work with at the very beginning want to put out one or two posts, want to send out one email, want to put in two weeks of work and see immediate results. Our idea is that our students should just automatically see the value of what we're offering. But that's not our work as entrepreneurs. Our work as entrepreneurs is to guide our students so their thoughts match ours about the value and when they're ready, they purchase. And yes, it may take longer than two weeks. That's totally fine. You're not going to have people just magically agree with you without any kind of objection. You want to be willing that no matter what objection they give, I don't have time, I don't have the money, I don't have the experience, I'm not flexible enough is the main reason people don't buy yoga, which is so ironic. You and I both know that. You have to be able to take their thought from I'm not flexible enough to match yours of that's the reason you should do yoga and show them why they can think this new thing. They're not just going to magically agree with you and want to buy without you doing the legwork, without you showing the value. Remember, your student's job in a sales conversation is not to validate you. So whether they say yes or they say no, great, amazing. It doesn't mean anything about you. What I see with clients is that they get really excited when people say yes and then really, really um, bummed when people say no. And we want to kind of even that out. Like we're not attached to who and when and how many yeses or how many noes we get because we already know long term our dream, our goal is inevitable. It's just certain. So a yes is great, super excited, can't wait to work with you. And a no is great, glad you made the best decision for you and you just keep moving forward. In the sales conversation, you cannot go in looking for that person to validate your business. You have to believe that your business is worth it. You have to believe in the value of what you're offering first. No student, no friend, no family member, no coach is responsible for believing in your business for you. You have to show up and believe in your ability to make it happen and believe in what you're offering. Then it becomes a lot of fun because you're just like, y'all, why don't you see the value of this? Are you crazy? It's awesome. It's a no brainer. Why would you not get it? 
that's such a different place to go into a conversation with. So remember, your financial economic value, the financial worth of the product or the service that you're offering is different than your self-worth. Your self-worth is inherent always. Your job is in a sales conversation is to know that your self-worth is there, to show up completely and wholly so that you can articulate the value of your product or your service really, really well. And then encourage or put in the legwork so that your potential student also sees and agrees that that economic value matches what you believe it is. And if they don't agree, if there are no, one, we haven't articulated it well enough and we can look into what can we change there, or two, they might not be your person. How can we find your people? This is sales, just cut and dry. Sales does not have to be dramatic. It doesn't have to be emotional. It doesn't have to be the thing that you hate and avoid. It can actually just be math. I do step one, I do step two, and then I evaluate. I do step one, I do step two, and I evaluate it, and I do it again and again and again until I'm hitting the revenue that I want to hit in my business. If selling is something that you really struggle with, I understand it. I get it. I've been there. And it wasn't until I realized that I was just holding space for my students' transformation by making them a paid offer that I really started to dive into this art of having the conversation with potential clients, potential students. If you are ready to take your sales to the next level, I am here for you. I want to offer a free one-hour business consultation where we can dive into really how you're feeling about sales, and I'll teach you not just what we talked about today, but also for your specific offer, for your specific business, how to show the value of what you're putting out into the world. One of my clients sent me this quote, and I absolutely love it. I don't know if I've already said it on the podcast. I might have. You can either learn how to sell or you can spend your life selling for someone who did. This is where I see so many yoga teachers get stuck. They want to make it a six-figure profitable career. But instead of learning how to sell, they get stuck for selling at a studio or in someone else's online platform. You're still selling either way. Just one of them, you're making a lot less money. All right, my friends, have a wonderful week. Join us Monday, May 25th in the Yoga Boss Facebook group for the five-day training, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.